Welcome to the Art of Event Promotion with Ronald Kwan, powered by Market. This is where we share valuable perspectives when it comes to event marketing and promotion. Joining us today is Malcolm Charles, who hosts events and club nights in New York City. So, tell me about yourself for people who don't know who you. Um, tell me about your events. Like, tell me about Malcolm. What's up, you guys? My name is Malcolm Charles. I'm an event curator based out of New York City, and I also make TikTok videos, which basically means I get paid to throw parties for my friends, and I post videos about it. So, Malcolm. Can you tell us about your background? How did you get involved in events? I moved to New York City about three years ago. And then when I moved to the city, I had a media agency. And this media agency basically worked with a bunch of brands in New York across all five boroughs, handling their social media promotion, handling their videography and photography, and handling just their just their marketing techniques and how they're pushing their brands. This was the peak of COVID. So a lot of brands were just unable to figure out a way to position themselves. And so that was my job to help them just create a new brand and push their push their physical brand to the online marketplace. From doing this, I got introduced to a lot of people that worked in nightlife, and then from there just introduced to people that work in clubs, and just naturally one thing led to another, and then just from working with brands and helping them with their photography and videography, I so I simply from there started going to more like my TikTok started taking off on that same time frame, and then soon enough, it, it went from doing videography and photography for clubs to hosting my own events. And now, two and a half years later, we do all of our events ourselves, work at almost every club in the city with no plans on stopping anytime soon. Wow. Yeah, that's, that's pretty awesome. I wonder like, um, I mean, that, like the, the, the whirlwind journey of like the post COVID, um, is like super relatable. So when, like when it comes to your events, like what are you, like, what, what are you really focused on the most? Like is like the promotion, like the community, like the vibes, like what, what actually matters to you? The, the most important thing to me is just ensuring that everyone that comes is going to have a memorable time. And I want to make sure that everyone feels special because the events that we put on are special and you should feel special if you're coming to them. And that's like my main goal, whether it's just talking to every single person that comes, introducing myself if they don't know me too well, and it's trying to make everybody feel included. Yeah. It's, and like anyone who's watching along, like you have some killer events, um, uh, the, the Georgia room. I mean, well, we, we had an event there, the Georgia yeah, room. Yeah. I mean, Caroline, who's, who's producer here, she, she turns out she was at the Georgia room uh, for New Year's and like we didn't even. Oh, like, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She told us she's like one of the best nights she's ever had in her life. Um, and so like, what do you think? Like, do you think like when it comes to like events, like promotion, just like kind of like the, the full um, what makes an event successful? What do you like? Do you think there's a secret? What do you think is the secret? Why and how do you make an event so damn good? Yeah, I think what makes an event good is the atmosphere which you create. Like, I'm an event curator. My job is to make sure that the event is curated well, that people inside are there because we all share the same idea or we all like the same things, like whether it's the music or whether we're all in the same group of like our interests. Like it's fashion week right now, so everyone's going to be at the events, they're going to be all interested in fashion, and they all, they, they all share that same common like interests. So just creating a vibe inside of the event which everyone is there for a reason. There's no pretentiousness. And like no one's just trying to be better than everybody else. It's a fun atmosphere is my main goal. Mm, so like take, take me through your, your, like your strategy. Like do you, do you have like, how do you view your promotion strategies? Like do you have like a, a system? How do you, how do you actually like uh, go about promoting? Yeah. So I would say what sets my events apart and my strategy different than other people's, I would say is my use of social media to do this and TikTok in particular, because TikTok has such a large reach. I started TikTok maybe like three years ago, it's taking it seriously. And from there, like I, it's been growing very well. Like we were able to have a lot of engagement with people. 
and like all of my like the people that follow me they're interested in the events that i do they're interested in whether it's like the fashion or just the events the nightlife and so all together um, i'm able to just promote and talk about the events on tiktok and then i convert them to social media they can dm me on instagram and then just from there we basically like a funnel it from tiktok to instagram to my personal cell phone number via or the market which we use to help communicate with people from there yeah. And that just helps yeah. us great, get, generate like a huge audience, people that see myself yeah. and see the events that yeah, I'm I found you on TikTok. Exactly. Yeah. And so like just from there, like in the peak of summer when we're uh, like millions of views a month from there, basically people convert to the Instagram. And then when I'm doing four events a week, we're doing probably a hundred DMs a week of people that want to come out. They want to go here. They want to be there. And they just want to be outside all summer. And so just from there, we just convert them simply just from, they, they see the videos like a funnel. They see the video, they DM me on Instagram, they follow me on Instagram. And then like, if we're, if we get super close, you're coming all the time, maybe it's like you have my personal phone number or we have like group chats of our friend groups. And then you basically just become my friend. Like I've met so many people just from TikTok that are my friends now. What, would, what, like, what advice would you have to people who are trying to build up their social media following? Cause I've talked to, a, you know, I've talked to hundreds of event creators and a lot of them like, you know, building, actually really doing the organic social media kind of growth strategy is like a tall order. And so like, what advice would you give them to actually make it work? Hmm. In terms of advice, I would say that you, you just have to f create content that's true to yourself. Because if you can just keep pushing out content that's all about you in a, lo in a long enough period of, in a long enough time frame, at some point it will get good. It will catch traction. When I'm like, I know when my videos are authentically me and when the content I'm producing is organic and so do my followers and everyone knows that. Like, you know when the content's good, when it's supposed to be funny, when it's not forced. And that's like when it's authentically you, whether that's through your own experiences, through your advice, through your recommendations. And it's all being personalized to you. Right now, TikTok is still, like, it's still the best platform to grow on as a creator. And like this creator economy is just growing. This is like its peak of it right now. And so just being able to just post organically about yourself, being consistent at it is the most important thing to do. And it's possible for anybody because our goal is to provide like actual just like actual value actual like tangible um not like education but like almost like actually like okay how are ways you can you know promote your event better get make, make better events get more people yeah, to your it's events. valuable it is um, yeah but but then like on the other hand like you know there's a there's definitely some disconnect that i've been like that's like been a barrier for for me and our content but i guess then thinking about it that way is like about really being able to um, really focusing on like creating content that you can actually just make every day that is authentic to yourself. Um, that like, that, that's something that like, you know, now I'm thinking like that, that's something yeah. I, I'm, you know, I'm going to be thinking about uh, like in the next, kind of yeah. like now, like next time I start, like next time I sit down to make some content. Yeah. And, and naturally you'll get better at it because like your videos won't be good. I promise you your first hundred videos, like they'll be shit. Like I hate some of my videos. Like even this week, like ever since I say like the last few months, just because when I started making content, it was all focused around like, oh, like I'm just this like random, like club rat degenerate kid running around. And now it's like, well, I'm actually creating these events and I'm not taking the subway at 3 a.m. Like I, I'm taking Ubers now and like just I'm not drunk city biking home. Like just the entire, it just shifts as you grow as a person. But just being able to be authentically yourself is what matters. I'm like, uh, I'm, you're really giving some good clarity here, Malcolm, for me. Sure. Cause um, I've been like, uh, I've been, I've, I've gone through like, um, like content burnout, trying to create content I'm in burnout and every trying to day. figure out a way. Cause like, you know, um, we're all trying to create content while also, you know, balancing our, our like day-to-day -day life right? Um, and figuring out a way to work that in has been a challenge for me. If you, if you could go back to the start, 
Is there anything you'd do differently or what advice would you give yourself? So if I go back to the start, I wouldn't do anything differently only because everything I've done has gotten me to where I am right now. And the experiences and education I've had is invaluable. But advice I would give myself is find a team that, like if I find a good team, and surround yourself with good people that you want to work with, mm. and like, yeah, because like those people will. That team, like, help. team is something that's like, and what uh, once you really try to make shit happen, it like that, like very quickly, you'll like you really understand how important a team is. Yeah. When like you know three years ago when you started, like I asked you like no, did you have a vision? Was it like this is like exactly how I'm gonna get where I'm trying to go, or you uh, you kind of like rolled into momentum and it was going really well, and you and you played the cards that you were dealt. So starting off when I was doing TikTok, it wasn't about nightlife at all. It was more just about my life and the relatability is what gave me that initial like jump off, off the go. And so just from posting all these content, I really got like a nightlife following and people that were relating to my nightlife antics, whether it was like just being that degenerate running around the city till 4am throughout the entire summer. Like that was like the image I sort of took on, the persona that I had to take on. And just from that, I always knew I didn't want to be like a like an event host. I didn't want a promoter. I think the promoter rep is gross. I, I never wanted that. Um, but naturally, because I would post all these content relating to nightlife, people started following it. And then people would be asking for recommendations of where to go out. Oh, it's my friend's birthday party. Where should we go? Oh, I'm coming to the city this weekend. Would love to go out with you and your friends. When, mind you, I'm going out with other people and other promoters and other hosts. So I have no pull at the door. I can't actually help anybody get in. And so from doing that, um, I, I slowly started to like have a have a group of people that I surrounded myself with that worked in nightlife, whether it was from the venues that I was shooting videography and photography at, or just like this friend group that sort of was captivated, like we all came together to help with events and do stuff. But I was never a promoter. I was never like an event curator. I was just like someone coming out and helping my friends out. And then one day I posted a video about like, like a get ready with me and it got like 50,000 views and which is kind of good for like a random get ready with me video. And I was like, all right, maybe like we can do something here. And then I would help my friends. I'd post about where their events are happening. And those videos would get traction and traction. And then the DMs would start coming in to come out. And then all of a sudden I asked my friends, I was like, do you think I should do this full time? And they were like, maybe you can just help us. And then I was like, I think I should do my own thing. That was the moment I was like, all right, you guys aren't really seeing the value here. So I think I'm going to pull off and start doing my own thing here because it's clearly working. And that's when I started doing my own events and started working in nightlife. So like, what do you, what do you think is the difference between like a good promoter and a uh, not, not uh, yeah, and a bad promoter? Like someone who's good in the event industry, uh, someone who, yeah, like when it comes to events, who's an event curator, a good event curator, who is a bad event curator? So you have to sort of be in touch with your audience and like, you just can't be like that creepy promoter that brings out like 19, 20 year old girls if you're like 50 years old. You know, there's, there's definitely like a gap of yeah. where you should probably start looking to do different things in nightlife rather than just being a promoter. Like if you're in your 40s and 50s, maybe consider a career change but i just think about being intact and being personable and being likable and not trying to make your girls or your people that you're bringing out to like the people that are coming out to your events feel uncomfortable just creating an, an accepting and inclusive environment is most important for a good host mm. Mm. i've always felt like the holy grail of event promotion is is building you know community like creating events so good that your people the people that actually go to your events like they're the ones who are bringing their, their friends. They're the ones doing almost the heavy lifting of your promotion because their events are, because of your events are so good. Like they, they, like, you know, not like nobody goes to events alone and, um, your people can become like the most powerful tool for you. Um, what do you think about like creating that environment? Like, how do you do that for your events? Right. So it's most, it's most important that everyone that comes out feels like they're coming to something special, feels like they're getting special attention because that's what people want. When you're going out, you're getting dressed up. You're trying to feel sexy. You're trying to look good for somebody to get attention. 
and you just want to be seen. And so I want to make everybody that comes out to my events feel seen. And just as a byproduct of that, people naturally want to bring more people into that. Like when we did gala nights with you guys, yeah. Yeah. that was done, I would say 80% just from people telling their friends about it. And that was yeah. probably the event where I did the least amount of actual hands-on promotion that I've done for any other event. That was just, yeah. hey, I want to look good. You want to look good. Let's go to this event because we're both going to look good and get the attention that we deserve. And that's yeah. what happened. That's what, that's what you see the result of. So what, what's like, um, what, I want to hear story. Like what, what's your either, like, I mean, we could pick a different couple, couple different ones, but I, you know, like, for example, like what's your favorite event ever? I don't know if I have a favorite event, if I have a favorite event ever, I would say like the first night I ever went out in New York city is probably like the most iconic one that I enjoy the most. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really don't think like I have a favorite event ever. There's always memorable, there's memorable things about every night. I'm sure the ones where I blacked out were probably more fun than ones that I didn't. And I can't remember those. <laughs> I can't even test that. Yeah. Um, but I mean, a lot of my friends really enjoyed gala nights. That was probably the most stressful night of my entire life. So I couldn't really enjoy that. Mm-hmm. But I think what makes a fun event, what makes a memorable event is just the people you go with and like the atmosphere, which is inside the club, because you can be at the worst club, but if you're with all your friends and you're all just dancing, having a good time, that's going to be a great night. Mm, yeah. How, so how do you, um, how do you handle like VIPs, like high profile attendees? Like what's the approach you take towards that? Um, I, I remember Joseph mentioned that you had like flow rider in one weekend I would just love to hear, like, you know, can you share a specific experience or, like, you know, how that kind of goes down? Yeah. So when we have high-profile clients that come out with us or that want to be sent somewhere when they're visiting for the weekend, um, it's all about just making them, like, being very accommodating. You want you want the individuals that come out with you to feel accommodated. And so whether it's, like, especially when they're really high-profile, like, Flo Rice, if he's an A-list celebrity, like, he, he needs what he wants when he wants it. So he wanted to go out on a Sunday, a Monday, and a Tuesday, which is really probably the worst days to go out on a week so like now it's like me like sat on like a sunday morning trying to coordinate with like random clubs i haven't talked to uh figuring out like promoters and hosts that are around the entire city trying to find best locations to send them and it's honestly just about giving them as many options as possible so it's like sending his team like 10 different venues to check out sending them a bunch of promoter profiles to send out and just trying to coordinate where they can go and what what they'll get because they have every option possible so if they're going to be coming out with us or with me like i want to be able to provide them the best opportunities and the best night they possibly can have which is like getting them like accommodated to where they want to go um but then there's also some times when you have different celebrities that honestly just want to feel a part of like the crew like they don't want any special treatment obviously if they need extra security just for their own personal safety that's always accommodated by the club or their own personal security but i've been to a bunch of parties with celebrities like of different levels that just want to be just that that, that, that just want to hang out i don't want the anonymity of a club and so we do that as well how does like a high profile client usually come through? Like how did they get in touch with you guys? So I just, just because I'm in nightlife, like I meet a lot of people that are also in nightlife and that want to go out. And so I have a lot of, a lot of my friends just, I know, I know a guy, it's just how it always is, you know, like, oh, my friend's cousin's best friend is this person or like my DJ, my friend's DJ and his favorite artist is this person and their friends. It's honestly just like through, through the grapevine. And as you always put your best foot forward, through all these events and always doing your best and always being accommodating for people, people notice that. And so it'll be one night I'll just meet a random person. And then from there, they'll be like, Hey, I really vibe with your energy. Um, I want to work together. I have this person. That's one of my good friends. Can you help us out? And that's just how we'll do it. You know, like it's in New York, it's very much like a, I use you, you, you use me culture, which I don't like. So I always just try to figure out like, can I, how can I help you out and provide you value and just have a good night with you? 
without any expectation yeah. of return. And mm. that's what happens. Um, something I think about a lot is like, some people are either like value extractors or value creators. And some people kind of like, like they're very short, like in my opinion, being a value extractor is short-sighted. Cause like, you know, if you just kind of like are looking like, oh, like how, look, here's, here are my cards and what can I take from the other person that's sitting across from me? Then like you're, you're kind of missing the point that like, you know, coming together, you can create a lot more than just if you were kind of like doing this transactional exchange. Um, so Especially I can, um, oh yeah. I mean, yeah. It's like, um, it's, um, uh, it's, you know, it's, it's, up, well, you know, working with people, especially in the entertainment industry and in the event industry, um, it's really helped me like, uh, really understand what I, what matters to me and like the type of person that I am. Yeah. 1000%. Like when I first yeah. got into this industry, I knew what I wanted to get out of it. I knew what, what, what I knew what I wanted to get out of it and what I wanted to change. And I knew that by doing so, you'd be stepping on a lot of people's toes and a lot of people weren't going to be happy with that because the whole like like commoditize women and commoditize promoters just to use them for your own personal gain was just yeah. something I wanted to change. And that was yeah. what I did. You know, I wanted to create an environment where everyone felt included. Everybody felt special. And there's no like exclusivity, inclusivity, like I'm better than you sort of hierarchy yeah. of events, which I absolutely hated. And so yeah. that's what I wanted to do. And from doing so, you create a lot of enemies because people like that environment, but that's something I just did not want. And that's yeah. what I've been to change. Yeah, I've, uh, that, I mean, that, that, like, I can imagine the, the enemies you've created through that. Um, so how do you stay ahead of the competition and raise the bar for, for your events? Uh, do you feel the heat from competition? Is that something that like, or is it more, you know, you've, you feel like you're very confident in your niche that you've developed? Like this one motivating factor for me, which is what's been driving me and how to make better events and what we can do better. And like just figuring out how to bring everybody together is that I heard this, I don't remember where I heard it, but someone said like, there's, there's a hundred places to go out every single night. What's going to make a person choose yours over anybody else's. And like, how can you, if there's so many places to go out, how can you make everybody come to you? Hmm. Because everyone's going out in a night and like, everyone's just going to do the exact same thing. Like get drinks, get drunk and dance with your friends. So it is possible to get every single person to want to come to your event. Like it is, there's a, some way to do it, which I haven't figured out yet, but like, that's my driving motivation. Like everyone's going out. There's a hundred different places to go every single night. How do you make everybody come to your event? And I haven't figured that out yet, but what sets us apart from everybody else, aside from just the reach we have using social media, I'd say the most important factor is the team and the people that you surround yourself with. Um, it's been really hard for me to create new events because I don't want to bring in people I don't like. I don't want to bring in people that I know are just going to like be a value extractor and just take what we have and just use it for themselves. Yeah. Like I don't want to bring shitty people into my group because that's going to bring us all down in the long run. Yeah. So I'm okay with pushing back like original events a month or so. so. So find people that I really like and I know I can trust and doing an event with them, then providing people that don't deserve that attention and value from our group and just allowing them to like extract what we have. So I think your team is most important, which is what creates the overall environment of the event. But just what separates us from everybody else is the pure reach we have using social media. Because a lot of these hosts don't have a big reach. They have friends of friends. They have word of mouth uh, marketing. But we have just general eye eyeballs. Like we do millions of views. I do millions of views a month on my TikTok. And if we can convert like 0.0001%, that's a thousand people. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a, that it, it, I'm, I would say like, yeah, generally just people in the entertainment industry are behind the curve massively on um like organic content especially tiktok like almost nobody has nobody really promote and i so one someone someone um told me that they think tiktok 
like if you try to promote events on TikTok, they like mute it because of Adrian's kickback <laughs> like a couple of years ago. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> but um, that's like a that's a huge. Um, I mean, it's a, I, I, that's something I try to I try to push event creators that ask me or like, hey, like you know, like what, like what, like how how can I get more reach? And I'm like, well, you're like you gotta you gotta be doing something more than just posting your your event flyer on instagram to your thousand followers yeah exactly like even with me like if i post a flyer on my social media my, my instagram i i'll probably get maybe like 20 people to come out from that but if i can make a tiktok video like in the summer like in the summer when i was like really pushing hard content and like doing four or five events a week um yeah. like we're getting hundreds of dms every single week like my requested wow. box filled with people that want to come out want to like just, they want to be a part of that but it's not just from like here's where i'm going to be at this week here's the parties a b c d e it's more like i'm going to a party here's what i'm wearing oh I, here's my night l l let's rate my weekend or um like here's where i'm gonna be at this weekend here's what i'm wearing here's what i think of it or rating clubs and just creating the entire brand around it like you can't just say i'm throwing a party come you have to create it yeah. like why does someone want to come to your event why does someone want to come with you yeah. or with me like so it's for me it's more so just like like i'm friendly i'm gonna be welcoming and like you're gonna have a good time we're gonna have a blast and like i'm just like you i'm a club rat we're gonna black out it's gonna be a fun night and that's why I try to push and you try to show that through your content. It is marketing 101. You know, it's just showing a value and why does someone want to come with you and relate to them? And that's what I try to yeah. do. Yeah. I, mean, I, I, I think um, uh, from, from talking to so many people in the event industry, like almost no like normal people go into the event industry. Like not, 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 and I don't mean normal in like non-normal in a bad way, but you meet a whole host of characters um, that you know, some of them, some of them, some of them have no, no clue when it comes to like how to how to just like you know create those little dots in someone's head um that could create that compelling story like you know are why they're going to choose you over the hundred other options they have but what are like what's your what's your vision for events in the future like long-term ambitions goals um i could give ideas of what like you know different outcomes but I'm, i want to hear from you yourself yeah so as we saw at gala nights we did like that we had we had a jazz player we had a, someone doing a live saxophone yeah. Um, we have photo wall and like those things, like those small attributes, like they're, they're, they're not necessarily cheap, but they're like easy, like, but you can do them. And it's just yeah. being able to incorporate like all the five senses, like taste, smell, hear, see, like you want to be able to encapsulate everything into one environment, one event. And so my goal is to just do that on a wider scale and bring in and just bring in more people to just do bigger and bigger events and just encapsulate it in just bigger ways. I don't want to share ideas that we have for our next upcoming events, but just being able to sort of build on what you already do and bring in more different ways to enhance the experience. Would, would that be like an expansion outside of the club scene or would that just be like taking it to like a bigger scale um, with higher quality at the same time? Um, what, what does that look like to you? No, you don't um, have to, to tell me any details about your yeah, Absolutely. To me, what it looks like is honestly just finding more, like in very like blatant terms, just finding more people, like finding better, more hosts that can bring in a bigger crowd. It's finding better talent, more stronger DJs or just bigger names to just create like this value around the event to which more people want to come to it. It's not necessarily doing bigger events like that will come naturally as you grow, as I can grow, but it could even be doing smaller venues, just a higher profile list or just more uh, higher quality things that we can provide you at the event. And then that's, that's what we're trying to figure out right now. 
you don't have to tell me you don't have to tell me because I, I I don't want to I don't want anyone to, to know your the best ideas you guys have but what is do you have a, what, what, what's like the wildest idea slash dream sort of like out of the box idea that you have for um, for an event you can also just tell me that that's like no go because you don't want to share your your like the your like some something something secret that you got sauced up yeah I would say the wildest idea would just be create an event where you can transport everybody to the event and then transport everybody from that event to the next event and just being able to encap like bring everybody from everywhere like if you could create an environment or an event whether it's just one night or if it's a system of events where you could control every aspect of that person's night from what from where they're pre-gaming at how they're getting to the event if they're going to dinner first to the actual event and then to the after party afterwards if you could encapsulate all of that by under one roof and one individual, like one group of one event curator, that would be probably the best event ever because you wouldn't have to worry about attendance. You wouldn't have to worry about like anything because you would be able to control every aspect of that person's night and they'll have a good time too because they're with everybody. So the bond and the relationship will just grow throughout the night. I think if you could do that, that would be an incredible event. Mm, that's something I would definitely like just be able to like, okay, I, whatever this is, however it costs me straight, like I'll, uh, my entire night's taken care of. That's exactly. like that. Like that. Like that's that's a killer experience. Honestly, I'm yeah. surprised. Like that's not. Um, I mean, I guess there's probably too many. Mo- there's so many moving parts in the event industry to make that happen. But like that's it's, it's, it's available as a VIP service. So say like a lot of corporate events, a lot of corporate budgets do that. Um, like say that you had like a group that works like a investment investment bankers that want to go out. They do have event people that do that. Where I think the starting price is ten thousand dollars for like a mm-hmm. weekend. Like they'll get you, they'll get you set, set up at tables at clubs. They'll pay, they'll get your dinner reservations available. Yeah. They'll transport you guys in suburbans wherever you're going to go for the night and hotel accommodations. But it's on such a corporate high level that if you could sort of, um, if you could break that down for a user to user experience, I think that would be like the, that that's like the golden, the golden yeah. idea. Yeah. Hmm. That's, that's, that, that's a great idea. Uh, what, what's like a change you'd want to see in the event space, like in, in, in the industry, like right now? I mean, you could also just tell me that like the change is coming just by you know as as the old the old people in the industry get a little you know as they slowly get phased out it may be coming but um, what if you could like what what's a change that you either see is coming or that you want to change? I think the most important change is just creating a um, so it's it's like it's like the age old question like does it does inclusivity work or does exclusivity work? Um, I think that you can't. I think that exclusivity has a uh, it has like a lifespan. It can't last forever. And I think that inclusivity can also create lack of value. And so just figuring out what that balance is between like, if an event is exclusive, do you have to be like an asshole bouncer at the door? Do you have to be super strict and be, be rude to people outside of the event? Like just that the atmosphere of how people communicate and work together and like the camaraderie used, I think is something that needs to change. Like you don't have to be uh, a jerk. Like people that work in nightlife, they don't, you don't have to be jerks. You don't have to be like power hungry, power tripping people. Like you can be just normal people that are just creating events. I think that that's the most important thing, creating a more in- accepting and I guess safe environment. Hmm. Yeah, that, that makes me think of like a con- like I know this guy who came up with like the perfect name for for or in my opinion like one of like the coolest event names I've ever heard, which is RSVP, which is like really secret, very public. It's like the yeah. perfect like acronym. Well, that just made me think of that. That's, um, yeah, that, that's perfect. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> but um 
I guess I could ask you about gala nights, but I, I no, don't want to make you relive the, the most stressful night of your life. Yeah, we can go, we can run through it. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, so tell me about the process behind the event, like what inspired it, and what would you do differently, if anything? So um, gala nights was our first event, which we worked on together, and it honestly came up very, serend- very serendipitously. Um, it was my, it was, it was coming to the end of summer and I had been doing events for like like seven months and I wanted to take that yeah. jump, start doing things myself and just like taking over the full production of it because I've worked with a lot of people and I was like, no, I think it's time that I finally just take that jump and start owning what I'm doing. And so that was the Galanites concept. I knew that everybody always goes out and this goes back to the idea I was talking about earlier, how everybody's going to be out on a night, but watch does someone want to come to you. And I think that everyone's, you you get so used to going out, you get so used to getting dressed up and just putting on the same outfits and going to the same places and having the same fine time that it sort of gets like mundane. It gets boring. It's like a routine at this point. I wanted to create an event where it's special. Like it's like that high school prom that you went to, or it's like a certain, it's like a gala, which is exactly what I wanted it to be. So it was going to be black tie attire. You have all these guys wearing suits. You have all these girls in beautiful dresses, more beautiful than they usually are on a typical night. Like you can wear that gown you ever got to wear. You can wear those shoes you've always wanted to wear but didn't want to feel like you're standing out. And then that was the concept for it. And so I knew people would like that because you want to dress up. Who doesn't like to dress up? And you wanted a special event. And that was where the gallery's concept came through. And so just be, making it come to conception was was probably the hardest part, obviously, like just making all moving parts come together. It came through a lot of just discussion with people that wanted to be a part of it, whether it was like with our sponsors, with you guys, with other sponsors potentially that want to be a part of it. And just finding the value which we could provide to other people, which that the sponsors would be able to provide to us to all culminate yeah. to create this event. Because a big part of events for me is making them free. And so that naturally means that sponsors are going to have to have to incur most of the costs. Yeah. But even the gala nights, I ended up losing money on the overall production of the whole event um, just to make it all come together. But I thought it was like such a great event. And like it was a great first step to what's possible in the future. And people absolutely loved it. So it doesn't really matter if we're incurring more costs than we're supposed to. Just being able to create an environment where everyone felt like they're there for a reason. It was a good time. And they felt like they had a great night was what I wanted to do. And we did it. Yeah, I was, everyone was, it was an incredible event. I would say, I mean, uh, I would say it was a massive success from the experience side of things, um, even if it wasn't a financial success. Yeah, I mean, f- 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 like money comes and goes, you know, it's the experiences yeah. which we're going to be able to build on for better and like the relationships with you guys and everything moving forward. Like you see what we can do, we see how it's possible. And that just, it gives us the opportunity to do more down the line. And so just even yeah. if like the money doesn't matter because if it, if it comes and goes, but you want to create that experience people that, that people will remember. And we did. Yeah. Well, I appreciate your time. Thank you, Malcolm, for coming on. Yeah, no worries. Thanks for having me.